أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن لا إله إلا أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على
بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي ونسلم على رسوله الكريم ما بعد فقال تبارك فقال الله سبحانه وتعالى أم حسبت أن أصحاب الكهف والرقيم كانوا من آياتنا عجبا وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كان في من كان قبلكم ثلاثة نفر فأواهم المبيت إلى غار فانحدرت صخرة من الجبل فسدت عليهم الغار فقال فقالوا إنه لا ينجيكم من هذه الصخرة إلا أن تدعوا الله بصالح أعمالكم أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام صدق الله صدق الله مولانا العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الحبيب الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين <coughs> in Surah Al-Kahf, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Am hasibta anna ashab al-kahf wal-raqeem kanu min ayatina ajaba? Do you think that the people, <coughs> the people of the cave and the people of Raqeem were from the amazing signs of ours? So in this verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about referring to the people of the cave, referring to the incident of the sleepers of the cave. And the other amazing sign of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alludes to in this verse was the incident of the people of Raqim. Now according to the ulama, one explanation is that this refers to those three people who had been trapped in the cave and later on freed on account of them using the amal as a means of salvation. And this is also supported by a hadith of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And it is for this reason, Imam Bukhari rahmatullahi after mentioning the incident of the sleepers of the cave, in the very next chapter, mentions the incident of these three people who had been trapped in this cave. So nevertheless, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had mentioned, كَانَ فِي مَنْ كَانَ قَبْلَكُمْ ثَلَاثَةُ نَفَرٍ That there were three individuals amongst the people in the past, referring to the time of Bani Israel, these three people were traveling. And according to one narration, حَتَّى أَوَاهُمُ الْمَبِيتِ إِلَىٰ غَارٍ Night had fallen, and because it was night, they had taken shelter in a cave. According to another narration, it is mentioned that on account of rainfall as well as night, they had taken shelter in this cave. When they had taken shelter in this cave to spend the night, to pass the night there and continue on their journey in the day, فَالْحَدَرَتْ صَخْرَةٌ مِّنَ الْجَبَلِ A rock had fallen from the mountain فَسَدَّتْ عَلَيْهِمُ الْغَارِ And that rock then sealed the entrance of this cave. And they were completely, this entrance was completely blocked off. So now they began to address each other that this, in the entrance of this cave has been now completely blocked off. فَإِنَّهُ لَا يُنْجِيكُمْ مِنْ هَذِهِ الصَّخْرَةِ إِلَّا أَنْ تَدْعُوا اللَّهَ بِصَالِحِ أَعْمَالِكُمْ that the only way for you to be safeguarded and protected because now no one is aware no one has any information of our whereabouts and there's no sign of us also 
there is no hope for us to be saved. The only way, the only solution, illa an amalikum. The only way that you would be saved from this rock and this boulder that has shut the entrance of this cave is for you to implore Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala using some good deed which you have carried out in your life. According to another narration, <coughs> they addressed each other by saying that the only thing that will save you now is truthfulness and honesty. So therefore, think of some good deed that you have carried out <coughs> solely for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and without seeking any reward, any recompense and any form of recognition. And yet another narration mentions <coughs> that they had mentioned that it is only sincerity that will safeguard you and protect you now. So from these various narrations, what we understand, the importance, the great importance of doing deeds solely for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whether it be in this world or whether it be in the hereafter, the only way that a person will be able to gain the reward of his deeds and to be saved in the hereafter is by him doing his deeds and actions solely for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And also highlighting the importance of honesty, honesty and truthfulness. That when a person is deceptive, when he is not honest, whether it be in his dealings, whether it be in his behavior, whether it be in his speech, whether it be with his relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then eventually that deceptfulness, that deceit will catch up with him. And he will find himself in a predicament and he will find no solution and no way out. But the person who is true to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who is truthful, who is honest in his dealings, in his actions, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will save him in this world and grant him salvation in the hereafter as well. <clears throat> so now they began to recall <clears throat> some good deed that they had carried out solely for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the first person, he then says, O oh Allah, كَانَ لِي أَبَوَانِ شَيْخَانِ كَبِيرَانِ I had two very elderly senior parents and I would serve them. On one day, normally it would be my habit. كُنْتُ لَا أَغْبِقُ قَبْلَهُمَا أَهْلًا وَلَا مَالًا That it was my habit that I would not give any food to my family. I would not feed my family their share of milk. And nor would I feed my slaves their share of their milk or food until I would give my parents first. So this was my habit, this was my practice. But one day, One day I took my animals to graze and in search of some suitable pastures for the animals to graze on, I got delayed. And when I returned home, I found my parents asleep. And I disliked to feed my family and to give them their share of their milk before I gave my parents. And then he says, Subhanallah, I stood with that utensil of milk in my hand at their bedside until it was dawn. 
I continued waking, waiting for them to wake up. I did not leave there until morning came upon me. And he says, وَالْقَدَحُ عَلَى يَدَيَّ وَالصِّبِيَةُ يَتَضَاغَوْنَ عِنْدَ قَدَمَيَّ I held that utensil of milk in my hand standing at their bedside while my children were crying at my feet. So there are two explanations regarding why he had not given his children even though they were crying indication of hunger some muhaddithin some have explained that perhaps he had given them some milk to satiate the hunger thus they were not hungry but because it was less than the usual habit they were crying and the second explanation the muhaddithin give that perhaps he had not given them anything but it was because of extreme love and respect that he had for his parents and because of that extreme love and respect that he had for his parents he could not tolerate even giving his children despite them crying and that was a condition that had overcome him because of which he is overlooked and forgiven so this was the level of respect that he had shown to his parents and he mentions this deed before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this predicament and he says oh Allah in kuntu fa'altu dhalika ibtigha'a wajhik if I had done this action solely for your pleasure ففرج عنا ما نحن فيه then remove from us this boulder that has blocked us, blocked us, blocked our entrance فانفرجتي الصخرتو this boulder now moved very slightly it was not sufficient for them to come out for them to exit but by means of this moving a little they were able to see out of this cave so from here the muhaddithin explain this clearly highlights firstly the sincerity that this action was done that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this predicament helped this person a little and also highlights the importance of serving one's parents and this is extremely important the great right of a person's parents has been emphasized throughout the hadith as well as in the quran kareem and the simple test for us is to understand that when our parents become old how do we treat them do we abandon them or do we serve them that is the right of parents that a person takes care and looks after them and when the time of their old age comes he sees to their needs and he looks after them so nevertheless this was the first person and by means of him recalling this deed which he had done solely for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this, this boulder that had blocked, blocked the cave moved slightly the next person he then recalls some deed which he had done for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala solely and he says oh Allah I had a cousin a girl cousin who I had loved intensely and then he says more than the love that any man can have for any woman I had that type of love for her but she never allowed me to commit any haram he says a time came when there was a drought one year 
and she found herself in a predicament. I offered her 120 gold coins and I tried to entice her but she refused. But because she found herself in this situation, she was in a predicament, so she came to me asking for some help and assistance. So I refused to help her and assist her. I told her that I would give her some help and assistance on condition that she allows me to take control over her, to satisfy my needs with her. But she refused the first time. After some time in this predicament of this drought, she came back to me, again I offered her the same thing. And again she refused. The third time, due to extreme need and necessity, she came to me and she agreed. He says, till a point came where I was about to commit haram. At that time she addressed me saying, she began to tremble. And she addressed me saying, Ittaqillah. Fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So then I thought to myself that this woman is in a predicament, she's in a situation and even in this condition of distress and difficulty, she is able to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whereas I am in comfort and ease and I am not able to, to recognize the right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And immediately I repented and I went away from there and I left that money which I had given her and I had not asked for it back. Obviously this was a considerable amount of money, 120 gold coins. And he says, I left it for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then he says, I addressed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this predicament. Oh Allah, in kuntu fa'altu dhalika ibtigha'a wajhik, fafruj anna ma nahnu fihi min hadhi sakhra. Oh Allah, if I had done this action solely for your pleasure, then remove this boulder that has blocked this entrance from us. Again, فَانْفَرَجَتِ الصَّخْرَةُ شَيْئًا This boulder, because of this deed of sincerity, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala caused this boulder to move slightly. But it was not sufficient for them to come out and to leave the cave. But now it moved a little bit more, their surroundings, their whereabouts, they could see a little more than what they were able to see before this. So from this incident we learn that the only way for a person to be protected from evil and haram is for him to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is only through the taqwa and the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that will guide a person to righteous deeds and to refrain from evil deeds. Whether it is in times of ease or whether it be in times of difficulty, in all conditions, in all situations. The only thing that will be a means of safeguarding and protecting oneself is the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it is thus important that we try to bring about this quality in our lives by carrying out righteous deeds and refraining from committing evil deeds. And if a person has to fall into some evil, to immediately repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. By means of this, this will be a means of creating this fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala within our lives. Then the third person, he then recalls some deed of his and then he says, I had a person who had worked for me and he had left behind his wage. So according to another narration, the details of this incident is mentioned 
that one day at the time of midday this person recalls that a person came for some work and he hired this laborer and he offered him offered to give him half the wage as it was already midday half the wage that he had set for the other laborers because they were working from the time of sunrise and the whole day so obviously this person was only going to work for half a day so he fixed for him a fee of half a day's wage that he would normally fix for the others but after some time he noticed that by the end of the day although this person worked for half a day he was able to carry out the work of the other laborers that they would normally carry out in an entire day so at the end of the day because of his effort and his exertion this person then gave him the full day's wage so one of the other laborers who had been working the entire day noticed this and he was not happy and he says that this person has worked for half a day yet you are giving him a full day's wage so this person told him told the laborer that see o servant of allah this is my wealth and this person has worked he has done the work of what you would do in an entire day and this is my wealth i may give to who whosoever i wish however much i wish i have given you your due whatever i had stipulated to give you i have given you that due and this person i wish to give him more that is my prerogative so this person this laborer got upset and he left without taking his wage and what was his wage it was one farak of rice and the approximate amount of one farak is nine and a half kilos of rice so that was his salary his wage for the day because of being upset with this he departed without taking it so this person who had hired the laborer he says i took this person's wealth and i invested it and after some time it became abundant wealth because of me investing his wealth it became such abundance that now this wealth was now animals camels cows and goats and slaves as well so he says many day, many years later this person came and he told me that oh servant of allah pay me my dues according to another narration it is mentioned that this person had become very old at the time when he had come to demand his payment the laborer and the person who had been owing him had forgotten about him had forgotten him couldn't recognize him but after explaining his identity he realized who it was and then he addressed him by saying that i had been waiting for you for very long i had been waiting to give you your due for many for many many years <clears throat> and then after being asked for his due this person tells the laborer that see in this field all these animals and these slaves all this is your due and your wage so this laborer was astonished and he says la tastahzi bi do not make a mockery of me give me what is my due so he says i am not making a mockery of you this is your due and this is your right all this is yours so the person says that this laborer then he took all his animals and all his slaves slaves 
and he departed without leaving a single thing and then he says oh Allah if I had done this action solely for your pleasure then remove this boulder that has blocked this entrance and remove this predicament that we are in and then the hadith Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned that Allah caused this boulder to move a little more and now they were able to exit and leave the cave so from this last incident we understand that how appreciated in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is well wishing for another Muslim is to have the spirit of well wishing to help and assist another believer there are many technicalities as far as this this weight that what was in reality due but nevertheless this person although the Jew was only that one farak of rice that one sack or one bag of rice that was the Jew only that was due to him but he went the extra mile wishing well wishing well for this person and he then invested his wealth and gave him the entire thing without deceiving the person so this action was so beloved in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala removed them from this predicament and saved them in this situation where no one was it was not possible for anyone to have them so from these incidents we understand that firstly the good deeds of one person of one person individually is obviously very great but the predicament and the situation the problems that we find around us that are facing the ummah globally will not be warded off by individual actions of one person but the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like in this incident the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala came to them by means of their collective amal by means of their collective deeds Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made that a means of them being safeguarded and protected and being saved from this predicament in the same manner the predicament that we find the ummah today globally whether it be in Palestine or whichever part of the world the only solution to bring the, the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to safeguard the ummah from the problems that the ummah is presently facing is for the ummah to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with sincerity and to bring amal in our lives and when the ummah collectively engages in amal and collectively in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and doing actions sincerely for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then definitely we will see the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as these people in the cave found the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by means of their collective deeds similarly we also understand from this incident from this hadith that it is permissible for a person in a predicament in a problem in a situation to ask from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to plead to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by utilizing some good deed as his means of salvation and that is a way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can bring his, bring his help and assistance may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ability to take lesson from this incident and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala remove the ease and the suffering of the ummah in Palestine and throughout the globe وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ
الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح حي على الفلاح الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله الحمد لله الحمد لله علي ذات عظيم صفات سمي سمات كبير الشان جليل القدر في ذكر مطائل من جليل البرهان فخيم الاسم غزيل العلم وسيل الحلم كثير الغفران جميل الثناء جزيل العطاء مجيب الدعاء يميم الاحسان سريع الحساب شديد العقاب اليم العذاب عزيز السلطان ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله المبعوث للاحمر والاسود المنعوث بشرح الصدر ورفع الذكر صلى الله عليه وعلى اله واصحابه نجوم الطريق الامم اما بعد فيا ايها الناس وحدوا الله فان توحيد راس الطاعات واتقوا الله فان التقوى ملاك الحسنات وعليكم بالسنه فان سنه الهدي للطاعه ومن اطاع الله ورسوله فقد رشد واهتدى واياكم البدعه فان البدعه تهدي الى المعصيه ومن يعص الله ورسوله فقد ضل وغوى وعليكم الاحسان فان الله يحب المحسنين ولا تحب الدنيا فتكون من الخاسرين ألا وإن نفسا لن تموت حتى تستكمل رزقها فاتقوا الله وأجمنوا في القلب وتوكلوا عليه فإن الله يحب المتوكلين ودعوه فإن ربكم مجيب الداعين واستغفروه يمددكم بأموال وبنين أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وقال ربكم ادعوني يستجب لكم إن الذين يستكبرون عن عبادتي سيدخلون جهنم داخلين بارك الله بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم لما فيه من الآيات والذكر الحكيم أقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين من كل ذنب فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله ارسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا بين يدي الساعه من يطع الله ورسوله فقد رشد ومن يعصهما فانه لا يضر الا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئا اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على محمد وازواجه وذريته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ارحم امتي بامتي ابو بكر رضي الله تعالى 
وأشدهم في أمر الله عمر رضي الله تعالى وأصدقهم حيان عثمان رضي الله تعالى وأقضاهم علي رضي الله تعالى وفاطمة سيدة نساء أهل الجنة رضي الله تعالى عنها والحسن والحسين سيدا شباب أهل الجنة رضي الله تعالى عنهما وحمزة أسد الله وأسد رسوله رضي الله تعالى عنه اللهم اغفر العباس وولده مغفرة ظاهرة وباطنة لا تغادر ذنبا رضي الله تعالى عنهم عن كل الصحابة أجمعين الله الله في أصحابي لا تتخذوهم غرضا من بعدي فمن أحبهم فبحبي أحبهم ومن أبغضهم فببغضي أبغضهم وخير أمتي قرني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغض يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون كانين شو دراو صفصة سيتين لأنه قابس المتفين الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين والضحى والليل إذا سجى ما ودعك ربك وما قلى وللآخرة خير لك من الأولى ولسوف يعطيك ربك فترضى ألم يجدك يتيما فآوى ووجدك ضالا فهدى ووجدك عائلا فأغنى فأما اليتيم فلا تقهر وأما السائل فلا تنهر وأما بنعمة ربك فحدث الله أكبر
سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين ألم نشرح لك صدرك ووضعنا عنك وزرك الذي أنقض ظهرك ورفعنا لك ذكرك فإن مع العسر يسرا إن مع العسر يسرا فإذا فرغت فانصب وإلى ربك فارغب الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلاة والسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ونبينا وشفيعنا وحبيبنا ولانا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم إنا نسألك العفو والعافية والمعافاة الدائمة في الدين والدنيا والآخرة والفوز بالجنة والنجاة من النار <تصفيق> اللهم أصلح لنا شأننا كله ولا تكلنا إلى أنفسنا طرفة عين 
اللهم آت نفوسنا تقواها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليها ومولاها اللهم انصر الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر المسلمين المستضعفين في فلسطين وفي كل مكان اللهم انصر المجاهدين في كل مكان اللهم انصر من نصر دين سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وجعلنا منهم واخذل من خذل دين سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ولا تجعلنا منهم اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان عليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين برحمتك يا رحم الراحمين